If you've ever found yourself frustrated or have anger that's growing inside of you as you're interacting with someone else, whether that's a spouse, a partner, a friend, then I think you're going to find this episode incredibly helpful. My husband and I have been married for 12 years and we literally never fight. And I know people don't believe me. They're like, how is that even possible? Well, today you're going to find out because this morning we had the perfect situation where we could fight. And instead we talked about it and talked through things. And it made me realize, wow, this is exactly why we don't fight. So today I sat down, I had my husband pull up a chair and we decided to share it with you. So if you are ready to shift your mindset and tap into the opportunities that are waiting for you right now, let's go. Welcome to the Creating Clarity Podcast, where we talk all about clearing the fog, shifting our focus, and uncovering the opportunities that are hidden right in front of us. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Aguirre. Before I begin, I must emphasize that this work is separate from my professional medical work and does not represent medical advice or opinions of any specific organization. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Today, I'm doing a very impromptu uh, podcast episode, and this is a result of having a conversation with my husband and communication this morning. And it led to me saying, babe, pull up a chair, come sit down. We need to record. Say hi, babe. Hi, everybody. It's good to be on again. Okay. So this is what happened. This morning, I was talking to Derek about taking some pictures because, you know, I need to put some pictures on social media. And he kind of always says, I'm not good at that. And um, his pictures never come out great. It's like my hair is sticking up or the sun is shining in my eyes and I'm all squinty and I get a little frustrated. And so I had talked to Derek about pictures this morning and he basically kind of said something that made me feel like he didn't care. And so I told him, I said, babe, you always do that. You don't even try. And tell them what you told me, babe. Yeah. Well, I was just saying it's it's really our, our perception of the truth as to what is actually the truth. Because throughout my life, I my creative side, my right side of my brain is never, never, I, I guess I've never exercised it enough or whatever, but I, it's hard for me to think out of the box. I'm very analytical, very logical. Uh, so what I was trying to tell her is that, you know, I don't, I, I'm not good at taking pictures. Of course, anybody can go take a picture, but I, to the right angle, the right lighting. I just can't see those things. I'm sure it's a skill that I could develop, um, but I never have. So I was telling her that to her, she can be in the exact same position and take the picture to her. It looks great. And I can literally have the iPhone in the same spot and I take it and it doesn't look the same, but it can be just a little angle shift or something. Yes. So he explained this to me and he's explaining why he is not good at taking pictures. And again, my mind goes to, he doesn't even care. He's not even trying. And so I think it's easy to throw our hands up and say, yeah, I'm not good at that. And so when I shared that with him and he explained that, I was like, that's just reiterating that he doesn't care and he's not even willing to try. And so again, I communicate that with them. And so he came back and told me, no, that's what your thoughts are. That's what you're thinking. So elaborate on that a little bit about 
my thoughts versus the reality of the situation. Right. Because I was, to me, I, it's not that I wasn't trying or I didn't care. I just, I'm just, I don't have the skill to see, you know, that creative part of being a photographer. So I was telling her, even though she was thinking that I didn't care or I wasn't good at it, I, I just don't see it. And we go back to how, um, when I, I told her about what, what about when we talk, when I, when I talk deeply about a, about a philosophical concept to her, it's, you know, it's hard for her to, to, to really pay attention and focus on that. Cause that's not her thing or it's something that's hard for her to comprehend sometimes. But she always tells me, okay, I'll give you five minutes to listen. I'll listen intently for five minutes. And that's about all I can do. And, you know, most of the time I, I take it that way. But um, so my, my point is, it's just something that's hard for us is it, it's not that we're not trying. It's just that we haven't developed that that capacity. Yeah. And so the therefore, the thoughts that I was having were completely misguided. It's not that he didn't care. It's not that he was blowing me off and thinking that I'm annoying asking for this again. It's not that it wasn't important to him. These are all the thoughts that my mind was offering me. This is all the stuff that was going through my mind that was creating this frustration. And so then him coming back and explaining that again, I found it very helpful. And he really just hit the, the nail with the hammer on the head and it made me freeze in my tracks because, you know, the conversation was continuing. And I think this is so important because so many times we allow that anger and frustration to build and build and build until arguments start. And quite honestly, that's why we don't argue. A lot of people think, oh, surely they argue. We don't argue. We really start the communication from the very beginning, the moment those feelings start to arise. And being able to share that and express that gives the other person an opportunity to hear you and and help you through that and catch you as your mind is offering you these thoughts that are just not helpful. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a change in, in your perception is all it is. Like a lot of times we're frustrated. Like have you ever had that experience where um, you can be frustrated at what a friend said or did and uh, then you approach them the next day and then they're like, I I didn't mean that at all. You know, it's like, it's just, we create these stories in our mind that aren't real. And that's why communication is important because then you get to figure out what is the truth and speak to the actual source of, of what, of whoever your friend is or, or whatever person you were talking to. Yeah. So I think that the, the magic sauce there is really being attuned to when you're starting to feel those feelings and when you're getting that frustration, that is the time that you start communicating, not when it has kind of spiraled out of control and your mind has offered you all these other thoughts. So this actually just happened to me yesterday at work. I pinged somebody on my work uh, platform and I said, hey, do you have a minute today? I have a flexible morning whenever it's convenient for you. And that person did not even respond. They didn't even respond and say, sorry, I have a busy day or I don't have time to chat. And so my mind immediately went to, uh, I started feeling frustration and like, that is so rude. And I can't believe she didn't even respond. And I'm busy too. How dare her? You know, she doesn't even understand that this is important. And my mind was offering me all that. And I caught myself, which is crazy because I am still not great about catching myself, but I caught myself and I said, well, wait a minute. 
maybe she's having a really bad day and is thinking, I just can't today. I can't talk to her today. Or maybe she was back to back to back on meetings and forgot about my message. I've done that too. So I think it's really important anytime those feelings are surfacing to catch herself. Now, another thing that came up during this conversation You know, you guys know, if you have been listening to this podcast or you've been following me on social media, you know that I am all about this movement saying me first, prioritizing ourselves, our well-being, our self-care, and not letting those things fall to the wayside at the expense of our job or anything else. That anything else can be the demands of your family, the demands of your friends, or whatever else it is. But Derek said something that kind of stopped me in my tracks because I felt the thoughts I had were that he was kind of going against what I say said about this. He was going against the whole premise that we should be prioritizing ourselves. So tell him what you said, babe, because his additional defense, and I call it defense, it wasn't defense. He was just communicating to um, not to his explanation of the picture is you don't understand that you and the kids are number one to me. And in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, we shouldn't be number one. Number one should be the things that you need for yourself, uh, for your wellness. For So tell them a little bit about that and your lens and your angle that you were seeing that, babe. Yeah, well, anything that if you think about it, if it makes you happy, like for in a simple way, let's say you love to eat ice cream. Well, it's the ice cream that's making you happy. Or let's say you're a runner and you, you love to run. You're saying, I'm doing it for myself. Well, it's the running that's making you happy. So it's something that's not kind of out outside or an external concept that is making you happier or something that you're doing. Um, so in essence, everything's like that. What makes you happy is something outside yourself that you do. And then it makes you happy, whatever, whatever it is, it could be massage or hanging out with friends or traveling, but it's still, you're doing something that's making you happy. Um, so, so it's just you, a slight shift. So for you, what did you say makes you happy? So for me, it's, uh, it's my family. So I was talking about if Liz and the kids are happy. It makes me happy. That is, that's my thing. And I've, I've been like that since I was a little kid. Um, it's very important to me. And then she, and then Liz was saying, well, you'll never be truly happy because it's dependent on something outside. And yeah, that's what and I said. Everything is. Yeah. Let me interject here because one thing I noticed about Derek is he is always trying to make me happy. And sometimes I have to tell him, look, babe, you can't make me happy. I need to process this and I need to, you know, figure this out myself sometimes. And when he keeps, you know, trying to help me to be happy, sometimes you know, I feel a little bit kind of overwhelmed and just say, you know, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll figure this out. But I brought that up with him today because I was like, well, wait a minute. If you're saying me and the kids are first and we're what will make you happy, then you won't be happy if I'm not happy. But and- then, it, then again, it's in a selfish way if you think about it, because if their happiness makes me happy, I'm really doing it for me. Yes. Because it makes me happy. If it didn't make me happy, I wouldn't be doing it. Or none of us. Well, why would we do things that make us unhappy? You know, even though sometimes we we do like unconsciously. Um, but in this case, it's kind of a selfish thing, but it's just a slight shift in your perspective. It, it's similar, but just a little different. Yeah. So what he is saying is his needs, the things that are important to him, 
the things that he needs for his mental well-being is to ensure that his family is happy and taken care of. Right. That is his need. That's different for me. Everybody's different. That is different for me. Like I am go, go, go. I work a lot. I use a lot of mental energy. So for me, I need to unplug and be away from everything and everybody right. sometimes. You need that two days or, or a day off to go have a, a spa day or something like that. That, yeah. that helps a lot for you. Yes, yes. And Derek never needs that. And then I feel guilty and I'm like, well, you should be doing this. And he's like... You shouldn't feel guilty about that. I don't care about that. I don't need that. So we have to recognize that because the things that make me happy are not going to be the same things that make you happy. And Derek sharing that was really, really uh, enlightening for me because I'm like, you know, it doesn't work that way. And then I realized, well, wait a minute. Yeah, it can work that way. It's different for Derek. He's different. Um, There was another point I wanted to make. Yeah, I do want to talk about um, when you talked about earlier about um, in the moment when you feel that frustration, oh, that's the yeah. time you want to communicate. Well, I always have been the type of person that sometimes you need to let it sit a little bit and let it you know, process in yourself as opposed to it being just a, a, a reaction, you know, because a lot of times a reaction is not something that we really want to say. It's more of, a, you know, a, of an impulse. Yeah. But if we kind of just sit with it, think about it. Then our, it becomes a response, like a, I guess, an educated response or a response, a response more in line with our beliefs, which what we really want to say. Yeah, that's a good point because when I make that comment about communicating right away, um, I am not talking about when you are in the heat of the moment and really angry because at that time, like Derek says, you can't think clearly, you can't communicate properly because you have too much emotions going on. What I was talking about is when you start to feel it rise, instead of letting it sit and get more and more and more frustrating, communicate that at that time. So that is a very different situation. And it again, it's different for everybody. I'm usually the first one to bring something up and communicate while Derek sits back and listens to what I'm saying. But I've also gotten better about when Derek does speak, I actually listen. Before I was immediately mounting my defense and trying to figure out what I was going to say to defend myself. And a lot of us do that, I think. But what I have learned over the years, which I I didn't do at all 10 years ago, was learning to sit back and listen. And that like really intentful listening has helped me so much because at that point, you're trying to understand the other person and try instead of trying to figure out why you're right. Right. And, and there's a big difference between um, basically communicating what you're feeling or your frustration versus reacting and defending yes. yourself. But that's a, there's a big difference there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there was another point that we had talked about. What was it? But anyway, we just wanted to uh, jump on and share this, or actually I did. Uh, what happened? Oh, I remember. There was one more point I wanted to make. And that is about that active listening that I was talking about. Even though I say that I've gotten a lot better, even during our conversation this morning, I was already moving on to other things, walking toward my office. And Derek uh, was behind me still talking. And I kind of said with him to my back, I'm still listening. Follow me to the office. And he did. But then I realized, you know, historically, he would have potentially thought she doesn't care. She's not listening and so forth. He knows me better now, 
But that is also a, a good point is to pay attention to the body language because he could have easily made this assumption. She doesn't care. She's not listening. This is unimportant. It's just that, you know, we've been together long enough that he knows how I yeah. operate. But um, if, if it is something really important to me, I will make sure to communicate. That, yes, you know? that's a perfect, uh, a perfect point to be made here, because when it is super important, it does require intent focus and make sure the other person is actively listening and not doing other things. So he will tell me, babe, I need you to pay attention. I need you to listen. And when he says that, when he communicates that, that's when I stop everything I'm doing and I make sure that I'm focusing on what he's saying in the moment. And again, that's another reason we don't fight. I know a lot of people think, how can you not fight? We don't because of this kind of ongoing active communication that we have at all times. But we've also built this understanding over the years of, of you know, when it's okay to kind of listen and do things versus, hey, we need to stop here. And it's not easy. I mean, it's something that we need. It's a, it's a, almost it's a skill to, to practice. But for example, I was reading a book the other day saying that our beliefs demand expression. And that's the reason why it's hard for us to listen intently because we always want to express our beliefs right away. And it's hard because like, like I said, it, they demand expression. So it's, it's, it's a way of trying to be aware, but it, it takes practice. It's not something that comes right away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a good point too, because even though I'm all about saying me first and prioritizing ourselves, I, I agree. I'm really talking about the things that are critical for our wellness. Outside of that, it is very important to give of yourself to others. And that can be something as simple as active listening. It can be something as simple as an act of service, doing something to help other people, uh, sharing your voice or sharing your talents in some way. When you do that, when you have a mindset of service and giving to others, you are just rewarded abundantly. You really are. Right. I mean, like it comes back to the people don't like the term being selfish, but in a way, if you give to yourself, you're going to, you're going to give more happiness out to the world. So the, I always like to say the greatest gift you can give to the world is, um, giving to yourself first because you can only give what you have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with that said, I think we're going to wrap up here. I think the take home points for today are really a communication right away instead of waiting until the, uh, frustration and anger build. Number two is understanding when that frustration and anger is building. Think about what your your thoughts actually are and whether they're true. And uh, a lot of times they're misguided. They're not true at all. We're just mis kind of understanding what the other person is uh, maybe thinking or meaning. And then um, three, you, you absolutely have to give to yourself first, but that looks very different for everybody. As you can see today, Derek, it's very different for him than it is for me. Anything else you want to add, babe? I think that's about it. We covered, we covered what we wanted to say. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. And thank you so much for having me again. It's yes. Cool, this, cool to be on again. This one was actually fun because it was so spontaneous. It was like, babe, come here. Let's, let's sit down and let's share this message because this is really good for us this morning. Um, good but dialogue. yes, yeah, good dialogue. So I think I'm going to include this in, um, season two, as we move into the relationship piece, because I think this is huge, um, in 
relationships and communication. And as always, if you found this helpful, please help me grow the podcast. Please share this with a friend, share this on your social media page, because honestly, the more we give to other people and the more we share to help other people, the more that we give get back. I am doing this for all of you who tune in each week, but honestly, it really does help me so much because it puts my mind and in that positive direction to remind myself of the things that are helpful because we tend to go back to old ways. So thanks everybody. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you won't miss the next episode. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend and give me a five-star review so that I can reach more people. I'll see you next week. If you are hosting a conference, think about starting the event with a mindset talk. When you help the group collectively shift their mindset, the ideas will flow and new opportunities become much more clear. Visit my website, lizagarymd.com, and fill out a contact form to learn how you can book me as a keynote speaker for your next event. Disclaimer, the views and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as a medical or professional advice. They do not represent any academic, medical, or professional institution or organization. If you found this helpful, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you.